Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. I have been a, a believer for most of my life that fan edits are cringy and kind of creepy. That's, that's just one of my fundamental beliefs as a human being. It's, it always has been for as long as I can remember. Ever since I saw a fan edit, I thought to myself, these are cringy and kind of creepy. But if anyone knows a good editor, I, I need a Garrett Gilbert fan edit real quick because this man is going to take down the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Many of you may not recall the legend of Garrett Gilbert, the undefeated Orlando Apollo's quarterback led them to the AAF championship. That's who we're talking about, Garrett Gilbert. Watch out, Steelers. Your undefeated season ends right now at the hands of Garrett Gilbert. If if Garrett Gilbert doesn't set every single NFL record, I'm not even talking passing record, I mean record in general, 40-yard dash, bench press, most reception touchdowns, most rushing yards, most consecutive passing uh, completions, most consecutive games started as a quarterback. If he doesn't set all the records, I I will do a giveaway. I'll do a giveaway on the TikTok. That's how confident I am that Garrett the Goat Gilbert will end the Pittsburgh Steelers and their playoff dreams. Yeah, yeah, one loss and, and their dreams are going to be over. He's going to come crashing through and end the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bold prediction of the day, except for it's not even bold. It's just the truth. So let's get into this this show. Sorry for that introduction. Not sorry, though. Uh, We're going to be talking about players that I want to talk about. Some players that I think will have notable performances this week, tomorrow. It's 11.07 p.m. Got off work and did some school. The five guys grind as good as usual dealing with the Karens and the homeless people that sometimes poop in the sink. Um, so let's let's get into some of these games. Broncos, Falcons, anything I want to talk about? I want to talk about Todd Gurley a little bit. Todd Gurley is someone that I am selling, 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 selling high. I've been talking about it for a little while. Uh, his schedule is very, very bad for the most part. I mean, we've got... Uh, a Denver this week, a bye week, and then New Orleans. Three bad weeks. I mean, one of those instant zeros. You're not starting him. And then he gets Vegas, but then it's New Orleans again, Chargers, Tampa Bay. Just a bad schedule in general. Uh, He is the number eight PPR wide receiver. The number four standard receiver. Or running back, I mean. So, So a top five guy. You know, pretty much, I guess, the average, you know. And uh, it, 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 he's, he's been good. He really has been. Double-digit points and a lot of performances. But I've been working with some stats. The, the, I've been working to make a, a touchdown dependency statistic. And Man Alive does Todd Gurley rank highly on this. Uh, I, I, I'm looking at it. It's a graph. And uh, he's the number eight why a running back. But we take away the touchdowns, which hear me out because every time someone says, let's take away this, uh, it's a red flag. But if we take away 
the touchdowns, he falls very far. Todd Gurley falls to the number 17 running back. That is a big drop-off. For our friends, Alvin Kamara goes from number one to number one. Alvin Kamara on this graph, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> his, his points without touchdowns are pretty much as high as anyone else's with touchdowns. But Todd Gurley's stats are being completely inflated by touchdowns. More than any other player on this on this graph, really. And unlike other players, if you take away the touchdowns, he falls drastically. He falls very, very low. Um, I, I'm going to post this graph on the Instagram because it's a pretty nice resource. So, so why is touchdown dependency important? Because touchdowns are hard to predict, and they're worth a lot of points. Touchdown is worth the equivalent of 60 rushing yards. And against bad defenses, someone can have, you know, 60 rushing yards, and if they punch in two touchdowns, hurrah, they're an RB1. Uh, 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 point in fact, week seven against Detroit. 23 carries for 63 yards, 2.7 yards per carry. Two touchdowns, 22 fantasy points. Yay, great week from Todd Gurley. And his whole season has several of these games. Green Bay, week four. 16 rushes, 57 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Two touchdowns, yay! Uh, and he's very inflated by these touchdowns. And in these harder matchups, I think the touchdowns are going to be a lot harder to count on, especially games with two touchdowns. You don't want to count on that. So find someone who's getting more yardage and maybe maybe fewer touchdowns. And they're flying under the radar a little bit because of that. Someone who who is doing really well without touchdowns. Uh, a great example of this is David Montgomery. David Montgomery is a player that I'm looking at this graph, is, you know, a, a top 10 running back without the touchdown production. You add in the touchdown production, and it, it doesn't go anywhere. And everyone else goes up, but his touchdowns are very, very low. Non-touchdown points. He is the eighth overall running back in non-touchdown points. Yet, in standard scoring with touchdowns, obviously, he's the number 16 running back. So that is a, 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 a player that I would do a trade. I would trade Todd Gurley for David Montgomery. Because I want David Montgomery because he's getting yardage and production and receptions, and he's getting the points without the touchdowns. And in these upcoming matchups, he's got some very favorable matchups coming up after the bye week. I think he could see more touchdowns. So David Montgomery is someone that I am targeting. He's got Tennessee, Minnesota, and then a bye week. Then he gets Green Bay, Detroit, and Houston. Finishes up against Jacksonville. An amazing rest of the season schedule for David Montgomery. So I, I'm selling Todd Gurley and buying David Montgomery. Now, I want to briefly mention the grossest situation ever. The Broncos running back situation. Feels like we got to mention it at some level. Uh, it, the matchups are golden, but what do you do with Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay? Are we selling Golden Gordon, holding Gordon? What What do we do with him? Because uh, uh, let's be honest, Philip Lindsay's looking better, and the way Philip Lindsay is producing, there's no way he doesn't earn a bigger role. He's a Pro Bowl running back. 
There's no way he doesn't earn a bigger role after rushing, what, 8.8 yards per carry in Week 7 and then 13.8 in Week 8, breaking off big runs, much more explosive than Melvin Gordon so far. And in these matchups against Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Miami, one of them is going to be really good. One of them is going to be really good. Which one is it? That's the golden question. Do they go with Melvin Gordon because they paid him, or do they go with a high-hand approach, which would be Philip Lindsay? I'm leaning that it's going to be an ugly split, but Philip Lindsay is the better value. And in these great matchups, I like Philip Lindsay. I think he's startable as a flex. So I'm buying Philip Lindsay. Uh, uh, last week, he really showed us that he deserves a bigger role. I think he's going to get it. So those are two running backs from there that I wanted to talk about. Now, moving on to the Seahawks-Bills game. Everyone wants to talk about DJ Dallas. That Everyone is commenting, talk about DJ Dallas. Um, is DJ Dallas going to be a complete beast again like he was in Week 8? I, I, I don't really think so. I feel like this is the type of thing where it was more a one-week amazing production and now that everyone's bought in and the matchup's amazing, it's you know good, too good to be true. I know I could be wrong, and I do think he's worthy of a flex start, but if you're considering him as an RB2 over someone more proven, then no, I don't like DJ Dallas as much. Against Buffalo, the matchup looks great, but I think this is going to be a pass-heavy shootout. I think Lockett is going to be doing... Uh, a, a great job. I think DK Metcalf, you know, is going to be heavily involved again. And I think it's going to be much more a pass-heavy team. DJ Dallas wasn't, you know, he wasn't a good runner. 41 yards on 18 carries, 2.3 yards per carry. Wasn't a great receiver. Five receptions for 17 yards. Not very productive. Just got the two touchdowns. So... No, I, I'm not excited about DJ Dallas. He's a flex, but I think this is going to be much more of a passing game. Their receivers, quarterbacks are going to be the ones to benefit. That being said, go buy Josh Allen. Buy him before tomorrow. You've got approximately 12 hours to buy Josh Allen. Listen, he's had some bad matchups and bad weather, but now he gets Seattle, a great matchup. A bad defense that also has a great offense. Perfect opportunity for a massive shootout. He's got Arizona. He can do okay. A bye week. And then he's got the Chargers in San Francisco, Denver later on. He does have Pittsburgh and New England. But but the matchups are getting much better. Uh, and I think Josh Allen is going to bounce back. Crazy we're saying bounce back. He's the number five overall quarterback. Uh, but, but really since week four, he hasn't been great. 16, 15, 18, 12. Nothing amazing. But I think that's going to change this week against the Seahawks. I think he has a mas- massive week. Moving on now to the Ravens and the Colts. Two players that I really loved heading into the season, J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor. They're squaring off. Oh, what do I think of both of them? Flex options. Flex options. Uh, They're both very murky. I don't have strong opinions that one of them is going to do really well. Uh, I, I, I like them both enough that I'm starting them as flexes. If you have to, RB2, if you have to. Uh, Dobbins really does look great. I've been saying it all year. He deserves a bigger role. Whenever they get him the ball, he does great things. And I think he will continue to uh, uh, be productive. Will he get goal line opportunity? Where's the Where the touchdown's going to go? That's the big question for Dobbins. And then with Taylor, it's a question of, is he is he good? Is he good? 
what's going on with him? Because the matchups have been amazing. He's had one non-plus matchup this season. And he's number 20 running back, number 21 in standard leagues. That's not that's not that good. Low, low end RB2. And now this is a bad matchup. This is the first bad matchup, and and we're getting to a critical point in the season for Jonathan Taylor. Kind of a make or break. Show us who you are. If he can come out this week and break off 150 yards in a touchdown, we'll all say, okay, he just took a couple weeks to develop. But if he can't, if he gets outproduced by Jordan Wilkins and Ian Hines, what do you do with Jonathan Taylor? I don't know. I don't know. I think you just have to consider him now a flex with RB2 upside. No longer that RB2 with RB1 upside. It's sad. Now, I will say, he was dealing with, with some, some little injuries last week. And I think he will rebound a bit this week against Baltimore. Not expecting massive, but, but I do have a decent feeling coming, you know, the bye week and then the Detroit against you know, great, great matchup seems too good to be true. And a lot of times we see stuff like that happen where it's a week after. So not super confident in Taylor, but I think he will rebound. Now, Hines and Wilkins, can you start uh, any of them? No, no, you can't. I mean, Wilkins got two touchdowns. That's where the points came from. He wasn't, he wasn't great in the game. Um, Wilkins... And Hines both just, uh, I don't know. It's hard to trust them. If you got to trust one, I think it's Jonathan Taylor just because he is the feature back technically. But uh, yeah, those are my thoughts there. Jaguars, Texans. Jake Lutton gets the start. What's he going to do? What's he going to do against Houston? I'll tell you what's going to do, what's going to bounce back big is DJ Chark. DJ Chark is going to bounce back big. Coming off a horrible performance, three points against the Chargers, then a bye week. Owners are frustrated. He's probably on the bench. Owners want to trade him. They're sick of him. Jake Luton and DJ Chark calling it right now. This this uh, this connection is going to be golden between them. Uh, he gets Houston, great matchup. Then Green Bay, bad matchup. Then Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota, Tennessee, all plus matchups. Duly note if you are a DJ Chark owner. Chenault is a... Uh, 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 Flex, low end flex. I like Chark more than Chenault in this situation, though. So that's that's all I really want to talk about there. Just those couple players. And Panthers, Chiefs, I want to talk about because a lot of people have these players. Christian McCaffrey, what do I expect about him in his return? You know, before he got hurt, he was, you know, pretty much picking up right where he left off. Two games, uh, you know, 97 yards and a touchdown. And 59 yards and two touchdowns. So four touchdowns in total through two games before he got hurt. Uh, I do... The the matchup's good. You got to start him if you have him. Temper expectations, though. Obviously, you're starting him. But coming off the injury and Mike Davis being a pretty, pretty good fill-in, I think there is a chance that he is limited in this game and doesn't produce up to the standard for Christian McCaffrey. You have to start him if you have him. You have to. But uh, temper your expectations a little bit. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell. You just know one of them's going to go off. You just know one of them's going to go off. Uh, I think both are startable. Edwards-Hilaire, uh, lower end RB2 with big upside this week in a very juicy matchup. 
And Bell, I think he gets going. I think he hits double-digit points for the first time this season. Yeah, you heard that right. I think first time this season he does hit double-digit points. And I'm talking PPR leagues, guys. He's been bad this year. Uh, so against Carolina, I think he hits double-digit points, you know, 12 points. There's obviously upside in this matchup. He gets by and then Vegas, so I think a couple good games for Bell. But I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will continue to be kind of more the guy on the ground game, at least. So I like starting both of them, honestly. I like starting both of them. Robbie Anderson. I expect good things from Robbie Anderson again. he's He's been really good. One game under double-digit points. Harder matchup, but they're going to need to throw because the Chiefs are a really good offense. So both Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, startable wide receiver twos. Alrighty, let's talk now. Two players in this next matchup, Lions and Vikings. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift, and I want to talk about Justin Jefferson. DeAndre Swift bounces back again. It's hard to trust him. It's hard. It's hard. He comes off the bye, 28 points. We're like, yay, DeAndre Swift's here. Then he comes out against Atlanta, a little worse, 14, then Indianapolis, 5. Now Minnesota, what are we expecting from DeAndre Swift? I expect another good game. I expect 16-plus points from DeAndre Swift this week. uh, It is hard to trust them, and this is a lot gut-feeling, plus watching it, he looks better than Peterson and Kerryon Johnson. I think they'll get him the ball. Look, when DeAndre Swift has gotten the ball, the Lions have done well. The Lions win when they give the ball to DeAndre Swift. When they don't, when they give it to Adrian Peterson, they lose. So I don't think Matt Patricia is that s- stupid. Um, hard, hard to know, but but I think DeAndre Swift bounces back for another good week. Uh, probably stinks again against Washington once you're, everyone's starting him again. But duly note, Carolina, Houston, Chicago, Green Bay coming up. Four straight amazing matchups for the running back position. So I like DeAndre Swift as a as a flex RB2 this week. Now the other guy I wanted to talk about was Justin Jefferson. Because it's another, it's another rookie who's, you know, put up great games and horrible games. Four, seven, 31, 15, 5, 40. Okay, okay, right? You gotta start him now. Five points. What do you do with Justin Jefferson? You start him against Detroit. Um, I think he's going to have a massive game. I think it's going to be one of his 30-point games instead of the five-point games. I think here's the equation. I think either Justin Jefferson has a very good game and it's not garbage time or the Vikings are getting beaten up by Matthew Stafford and it turns into garbage time for Justin Jefferson. But I think Justin Jefferson rebounds in a big way against Detroit. It's a good matchup. I think I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to do very well. So I'm starting him as a wide receiver this week. Now, Bears, really only uh, one that I wanted to talk about was David Montgomery. I talked about him uh, kind of earlier with the touchdown dependency. I continue to buy low on him. He's got that stretch after the bye week, Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Green Bay. Uh, great matchups rest of the season. And I think he's going to be a good uh, running back too, you know. 12 to 16 points. Hope for a touchdown because the touchdowns have not come yet, only to this season. I think that's going to change soon. So I like David Montgomery, and I I still continue to say you should buy low on him. Now, Giants and Washington football team. Goodness gracious, what a horrible game. I hope I don't get that on TV. Um, I have a VPN, which allows me to watch any game. And 
I will not watch this one at all. Um, I will not submit myself to that. Ach, who am I kidding? It's Terry McLaurin. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Terry McLaurin, start him. Listen, guys, listen to this. Terry McLaurin, listen to his matchups. Giants, Detroit, Cincinnati, Dallas, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina, Philadelphia. One matchup. If you just look at like on ESPN or NFL, all of them are green except for Carolina. All of them. And I talked about it in depth on the... Um, in the matchups uh, podcast last week, but uh, incredible matchups for Terry McLaurin. He's going to heat up. He's going to be a top 12 wide receiver rest of season. Go buy him. You've got approximately 12 hours to get Terry McLaurin on your team. If you have him, start him. I know the quarterback situation is gross. I know you don't want to rely on Kyle Allen, but even Kyle Allen can be okay against the Giants. I stand by that. You can quote me on that. Even Kyle Allen can be okay against the Giants. Quotation marks, the prophet, parentheses, Calvin Wright. Parentheses, 2020. All right. And Antonio Gibson, I also love. You know, 19 points before the bye week. I think the recipe is to, to success is to get him the ball in these great matchups. I think he can produce heavily. Giants, Detroit, Cincinnati, Dallas. Four straight amazing matchups for the running back position. Antonio Gibson, you have 12 hours to get him on your team. Do it. Start him if you have him. All righty. Moving on to the next matchup. Raiders Chargers, start Justin Herbert. Start him. Josh Jacobs, start. He's going to bounce back big. Questionable. It's due to like an, it's due to an illness, sounds like. There's a knee issue, but it sounds like from what I've heard more recently, he was held out a, a, a practice for an illness. So I am starting him unless, you know, they say right before the game that he's not going to play. But I think he's going to have a very good game. Uh, it's either been low yardage and lots of touchdowns or high yardage and no touchdowns. I think he, I think he combines it to this week. I think he, he has all the key ingredients and he puts them in the oven and it, the cake is called fantasy points. I think that happens this week. So Josh Jacobs, big week for him coming up. Uh Justin Jackson, uh, strong flex option as long as uh, uh, Austin Eckler is out. Um, Joshua Kelly, he's just not doing well. Yeah, don't start him. Don't start him. He's not doing well. Justin Jackson's the guy right now. Miami, Arizona, Tua. Tua, the quarterback. Working on the name. Tua Tungavaloa. Tungavaloa. Not starting him. You're not starting him. He had five points. I'm not starting Tua. Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray, I am starting. All right, there's your, there's your uh, <laughs> expert analysis. Chase Edmonds, uh, definitely starting. 120 yards and a touchdown. Guaranteed, the profit guarantee of the week. Chase Edmonds, 120 yards and a touchdown. The profit guarantee of the week. If it doesn't happen, I will sell my kidney on the black market. Uh, running back position for the Dolphins. Interesting because um, Gaskin is injured, which is devastating to this team and my fantasy team. But uh, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy? I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be great. Patrick Laird will be involved. Jordan Howard will be involved. Um, Brita might be involved. Uh, <laughs> hey, we could even see um, Lynn Bowden from Kentucky be involved. I don't think this week there's a guy to start. 
one of them could have a good week, but there, there are too many bodies in that backfield and not a clear answer. Jordan Howard's the clearest, but he could get game scripted out really quickly. Wide receiver position, Hopkins, you're starting, you know that. Uh, Kirk, uh, high-end wide receiver three. I mean, he's been really good since week three. I mean, listen, 10 points, 12 points, 22 points, 20 points. Miami, a great matchup. So I like Kirk. Isabella, if you're devastated by buys and injuries, um, start Andy Isabella. He was on the podcast, so he's a cool dude. So, yeah. Is Mike Gesicki going to rebound? I don't know. Who knows? I can't predict tight ends. I'm not going to try. And then we talked. We already talked about the Steelers and the Cowboys. I gave my prediction for Garrett the Goat Gilbert. Um, Elliot is no longer playing. Are we starting Tony Pollard? No, 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 I'm not. Number two ranked rush defense on a team with the best quarterback. So obviously they're going to be pass heavy. Um, <laughs> but seriously, I'm not starting Tony Pollard this week. Um, Amari Cooper has fallen off fast since Dak got hurt. Very disappointing. Uh, but because it was looking great this season for Amari Cooper. And CD Lamb's fallen off really fast. And so is Michael Gallup for the most part. It's hard to s- trust either of them. I guess you have to start Cooper if you have him, but I'm not starting him over other viable options. Chase Claypool. Does he continue his streak of dominance? Yeah, starting him as a wide receiver too. I really, really think he's going to be good. Deontay Johnson, boomer bust, complete boomer bust. Listen to this, 9 points, 23 points, 0, 0, 0, 29. It's boomer bust for him, and he could get hurt. You never know. You never know with Deontay Johnson. Put him in your lineup. It'll be a roller coaster. Hopefully, the cart stays on the tracks. And same with Juju, wide receiver too. I think all those guys are good wide receiver twos this week. Uh, and then finally, we've got one more matchup to talk about. Uh, Saints and Buccaneers. What do we think about this? Kamara, you're starting, obviously. Michael Thomas, we're starting. He's back. He's back, I think. No one really knows. It's a game-time decision. And it's uh, Sunday night, so you have no choice. Michael Thomas, I think you, you stick him in the lineup if if <laughs> if you have him. Things look hopeful that he'll play. I don't care about the matchup. I don't care. It's Michael Thomas. You start him if he's playing. Um, on the other side where it's more interesting, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I think they're both low-end RB2s this week. See, see, this offense is clicking. There's going to be goal line opportunity. Ronald Jones, like, yeah, he's the guy. But if he misses a blocking assignment, he's out of the game. He's gone. He's done. And he's been screwing up. He's been screwing up. Two consecutive screw-ups. In great matchups where he saw Vegas and Giants, matchups that we thought he could smash, he misses the blocking assignment, gets benched for like half the game. And then against the Giants, okay, the next one where he can smash, he fumbles. And they put in Leonard Fournette. So frustrating if you're Ronald Jones' owner. So I think both of them are pretty similar in my eyes. I think we could be seeing a Leonard Fournette takeover. Uh, which is one of the reasons I liked him preseason, uh, even on the Buccaneers, is that if Ronald Jones makes some mistakes, Leonard Fournette will have a chance to take over. So I think you can start both of them this week. Goal line opportunity is where it's going to come down to the points, and I, I like Fournette a little bit more. Now, Chris Godwin, you got to start. Mike Evans, it's ugly, but you got to start. What about my man, 
Antonio Brown. Do we start Antonio Brown this week? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. It's a good matchup. I think they're going to want to get him involved early, throw him a touchdown for eight yards or whatever, and say, yeah, Antonio Brown still is mentally competent and can catch the football, and then he probably won't do that much more. So I think he's a good flex option. I think he's a good flex option this week. I'm starting him. I'm starting all those wide receivers. I'm starting all those wide receivers. Last one, Patriots versus Jets. Ew. Um, yikes. That's gross. It's very gross. Damian Harris is startable as a wide a running back two or three. Uh, LaMichael Pirine is not startable. <laughs> um, Jamison Crowder is, if he plays, not really someone I want to start in this matchup. No, I'm still, yeah, yeah, gross. Gross, gross, gross. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, Cam Newton should have a bounce back against the Jets, I think. I mean, we could have said that, but uh, he's been it's been rough for Newton. It's been rough. This is a rough matchup. This is the worst Monday night game I can really imagine. Fantasy-wise, real-life-wise, it's gross. So yeah, there we go. There you have it. There's your expert analysis from Calvin the Prophet Wright. First name Calvin, middle name the... Um, the prophet, you know, you know what they say. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, week nine, just around the corner, starting in about 12 hours, T minus 12 hours. Very excited. Uh, this marks the, the second half of the NFL season has begun. So very excited for that. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you didn't enjoy it, leave your thoughts to yourself. I don't need them. Bye.